The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome one, welcome all to the greatest crossover ever attempted and successfully landed in the history of the world, the galaxy, the universe, all universes. This is the NFC East Mixtape Volume 49. Uh, you can hear this show on any of SB Nation's NFC East uh, platforms, you know, podcast networks, whatever, Blog of the Boys, Bleeding Green Nation, Big Blue View, Hogs, Haven. I am RJ Cho from Blog of the Boys. He is Brandon Lee Gowton from Bleeding Green Nation. BLG, happy episode before our 50th. How scared of you. How scared of you? How scared are you? You're of, very scared of me. Yeah. You're very, I understand. How yeah. scared are you of the Eagles now that they have Zach Pascal on their roster? Oh, my gosh. I saw the uh, disparagement that was happening towards Carson Wentz. You know, the, the Eagles just got this guy that Carson just didn't know how to use in Indianapolis. So <laughs> that's uh, not what I, said. I, I saw the, yeah, that's exactly what you said. I'm reading it verbatim. BleedingGreenNation.com. Uh, on the subject of plugging things, Brandon, I want to start because there is a visual component to the SB Nation. All right, that's Nation NFL show. Goodness gracious. You We're can listen to both of us here. on the SB Nation NFL show. Uh, different podcast platforms. Subscribe there. Leave a rating, write a review, all that stuff. Subscribe and leave a rating right review to your preferred podcast platform whether you're a cowboys eagles giants or commanders fan here you can also watch this show on the bleeding green nation youtube channel as well as the dallas cow gosh goodness gracious not the dallas cowboys youtube channel Let's start the, the episode the blog and the boys youtube <laughs> channel where we cover the dallas cowboys it's been a, a long short week already and with the visual component i wanted to say uh the founder of blog and the boys again you know Blogging the Boys has been around for a long time. You know Dave Halpern very well. Uh, Brandon wrote a book. Wrote a book. The oh, big yeah. book of college football trivia uh, came out today, the day that you and I are recording, Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Wow. So it's obviously a book of college football trivia. Very cool kind of stocking stuffer type of gift. If you have a college football fan in your life, uh, Dave's on Twitter at Dave underscore Halpern. Head there. He's got some links with it. Uh, I tweeted out as well. Um, you know, support one of our own. You know, the, the blogger life is a unique one. Like we have to support each other. Sure. Yes. Wow, look at that. Well, BLG is pumped. I think there's some Penn State trivia in here. Um, and that is your favorite team. In fact, do you want me to hit you it's with not, uh, do you want me to hit you with a, a question right now? Sure. I yeah, this is a terrible idea. I don't know college football trivia. I will say Dave is a nice guy. Uh met him one time in Washington, DC when we had like an SB Nation NFL Writers Summit. This is pre your time at BTB RJ. 
Uh, so before your life had any meaning, basically. And uh, yeah, yeah, nice guy. So definitely do actually go and check out his book, especially if you like college football. Are you ready to ask me the question? So I'm just going to read this to you. I obviously haven't read the book yet. It just came out today. And so it's been sitting on my desk for all of about an hour since it was delivered. Um, so getting through the formatting here, this is on page 97, uh, number 536. Here we go. <clears throat> since 1997... Since 1997, which are the only two positions besides quarterback that have been represented by number one overall picks? Coincidentally, these two positions face each other on the football field and battle on every play. This is what is the it's two. So I'm looking for two positions since 1997. Which are the only two positions besides quarterback that have been represented by number one overall pick? So so positions that have been taken with the number one overall pick. uh, There are two non quarterback positions here. Oh, and and so draft entirely. You're saying right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. And again, your clue here that Dave has given you and supplied is coincidentally these two positions face each other on the football field and battle. On well, every play, well, it would be defensive end and offensive tackle, right? Well, it's written offensive tackle and defensive end, so you know you didn't get it in the proper order. But you know, hey, I had to get it in the order. <laughs> I mean, it isn't that exact uh, sort of thing. But uh, congratulations, you get to come on down to the showcase. I'm proud of you. Who? So I'm trying to think. Who would it be? Um, it would be uh, Davion Clowney, defensive end. Is one of them, um, at least. Who was offensive tackle? Mario Williams. Uh, Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher and um, who went in 2008? Uh, Jake Long. Jake Long. Yeah. Remember the that was back when they used to kind of like I feel like negotiate the the contracts before. Oh yeah, and it was like yeah, um, it it was like it was not a deal. It was like they would just show like they already had pictures and stuff. I think they'll like this happened post now not new CBA but post old new CBA. Jameis kind of had that or, or like it was negotiated like that night. Hmm. uh his his rookie contract which was kind of rare at the time that was 2013 but still not 13 2015 excuse me goodness gracious i'm all over the place yeah what is the what are we doing what is the theme of the show well, so that's the thing we've kind of been all over the place actually before we start i just saw this tweet all right so this, this is happening literally we're doing it live this is a pre-recorded thing but it's live nonetheless uh this is a tweet from michael gelkin who covers the dallas cowboys for the dallas morning news just gonna read it verbatim all right get pumped hmm. i'm gonna read it in my like most somber voice possible no momentum exists between Cowboys and ex-Seahawks linebacker Bobby Wagner in free agency, source said. DC Dan Quinn and Wagner, who was operating his own agent, been in contact, strong relationship and belief there. But a 2022 reunion is considered unlikely and long shot from start. Woo! Life is pain, baby. Really love all the... And not dissimilar to the Eagles, by the way, who have been connect- connected to like Allen Robinson and Robert Woods. I know, Bear. And I Bear. Uh, a lot of players have missed out. The Cowboys have kind of been in the same boat, at least when it comes to edge rushers. There was like, oh, Cowboys might get Vaughn. There's some smoke there. And then there's like, nope, going to the Bills. And then the Cowboys might get Zadarius Smith. Uh, he's not going to the Ravens again back there after all. And then, nope, he's going to the Vikings. So I feel like both teams uh in the nfc east at the top the eagles and the cowboys are kind of striking out doing nothing really nothing too exciting i know the cowboys brought back what j ron curse um okay cool the cowboys have now uh brought in brought back 10 of their own players so watch out 
They have, however, cut one of them in Lyle Collins. They have traded one mm-hmm. of them uh, in Amari Cooper, and they lost Randy Gregory in rather embarrassing fashion. They did, however, sign James Washington, former Pittsburgh Steeler. I think it's a good one. move. Uh, I, mean, I mean, just because from the standpoint of I would bet on any Steelers wide receiver, like buy low, because their quarterback couldn't throw the ball down the field. Like to buy low on James Washington or Juju or – uh, is there another Steelers free agent receiver? Maybe I can't think of, but my point is like big Ben was so bad, man. You, you know that everyone knows that. Why not take a shot on a Steelers receiver after that? I mean, I, I agree. I mean, look, I'm fine with James Washington. They also signed Dante Fowler. And one of the biggest like selling points that they're pushing out is like, Oh, he has a relationship with Dan Quinn. Cause Quinn recruited him to Florida and then coached him in Atlanta. You know who else has a relationship with Dan Quinn? Bobby freaking Wagner. Like, you know, like it's, it's a, a stronger relation. They want a freaking Super Bowl together. It's just, you know, like it's dude. I, why? Tyler hasn't even been good by the way, outside of like playing with Aaron Donald. So yeah, I think that's kind of weak. Um, Wow. Okay. Are you ready to hear what we're going to talk about today? That's what I was, we were trying to explain. And I'm going to also try to write this article in the background. You know how difficult that is. I know you've written and podcasted before, Um, but uh, just to let everybody know how the sausage is made sometimes, but we had a hard time coming up with something to discuss today. Right. Is that fair? You know, you want to be honest? I mean, I always throw ideas out here and you're like, no, we shouldn't do that. We shouldn't do that. Actually, you denied your own ideas. You threw out an idea and you said, actually, we should wait on that one. And I'm fine waiting on that. Uh, I think you spent too much of your creative energy this week on the oddcast where I want an award. I'll just say that, you know, if anybody wants you to listen to this week's oddcast, week. I want an award. Every uh, single so, week. Um, anyway, um, you mentioned something. You you guys power ranked the AFC quarterbacks on the oddcast yeah. this week. Everyone go listen to the Espionation NFL show. And you were talking about Mac Jones and you said something that kind of triggered uh, a thought in my mind. You said he's never going to be top five in, yeah. in the AFC, right? Like, and that's totally fair. And like, you know, there will be arguments and discussions about whether the Patriots should pay Mac Jones in a few years, whatever. I'm not here to talk about that. But but on the subject of being top five in their conference, who within the NFC East, Brandon, is top five in their position within the conference? I'll actually fix that. Uh, that mm, any position? Any position. So we're talking. Um, let's see. Let me uh, get the banner correct here. So anybody in the NFC East who is a top five player at their position within the entire NFC? I mean, I you know, Dak is an obvious answer. Whoa, yeah. just chill out. We don't want to like sell the farm. You know what I'm saying? Just you know, like, but do we want to start with Dak? Are you ready? You want to, like we want to go team? I think we go the Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Commanders. See how you know how many we could put together. You know, are like, you ready for each roster? Sure. Okay, so we so Cowboys starting off with the best. Brandon's favorite team, um, Dak Prescott. Right? Who are, who are the top five quarterbacks in the NFC? In whatever order you want. I th- it's Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, yep. Matthew Stafford, Kirk Cousins, right? Those are the top. Those are the five. I think you can put Kyler in the top five. I would I think, take. I think you yeah, can. that's fine. Yeah. I think the top six are pretty like solidified. I would say the top six are kind of like in some order. You can debate the order, but the top six to me are like locked in at those guys you said plus Kyler. Yeah. Okay. So the top six are pretty solidified, but Dak is not last in that group. Uh, I think you could argue he's there. I think he's anywhere from six to what did I have him? I had I did my own rankings. I have him at four, but I think he's four to six. So okay, that's dumb, but fine. He's in the top five at within the NFC among quarterbacks. So Dak Prescott makes this list. What other Cowboys? Amari? Nope, sorry, Amari Cooper's gone. Oh, that sucks. T- oh tough one. Uh, 
You're ready to say it. Were you, you weren't kidding right there, were you? No, I really was. Yeah. I'm just a great actor, honestly. No, I th- yeah, that hurts you, man. You're like, oh, oh yeah, not on our team anymore. Gave him away um, for barely anything. Um, I'm actually caught up trying to tweet. I'm quoting this tweet, and so this is what I'm going to add. Check this out. In the Cowboys' defense, they have salary cap space to spend, and I needed the position, so their hands are tied. You know, <laughs> it's just it's not really the Cowboys' fault that they can't sign Bob, Bobby Wagner. Um, okay, top five receivers. Maybe it's easier if we do this. Like we just kind of like flesh out. It's gonna be a little bit harder with the offensive line. But top five receivers in the NFC. Devonte Adams no longer there. But who's who's the best receiver in the NFC right now? Um, Is it Justin Jefferson? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Cooper Cup. It's Cooper Cup. Sorry. Well, okay. And then it's those. Those are the top two. Right. So you got in, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. I think Debo's got to make the list, right? Sure. Yeah. What are you watching? What's going on above you for the? I'm just the... staring. I'm looking into nothing. I'm looking at the wall and thinking. Um, like I'm I'm in a I'm a thousand yard okay. stare at the wall. So we've got we've got Cup, JJ, Debo, pick a buck. If you want to, I think I was going to say Mike Evans probably. I yeah, think so Mike Evans, that's four, and then who else are we missing? Um, anyone from? I mean, maybe Bill Michael Perry Thomas Mc... when he returns, but who knows? Perry I mean, McLaurin. like, look, we're we're fle- maybe we're fleshing eyes. Maybe DK Metcalf. I mean, I would say Terry McLaurin, honestly. Oh, ter- dude, I, you think Terry McLaurin is the best receiver in the NFC East by that logic? Yeah, I who's better? Who's better? Who's definitely better? In the NFC, you can't even name one. Oh, I didn't know. What, I didn't understand the question. Um, yeah, who's who's better than Terry McLaurin in the NFC East? I so want besides Devontae Smith. I want to say CD Lamb. Okay, I want to. I don't think I you can though. I, I can't. I can't. I'm saying like I, I want to. Um, I I'm fine saying I'm finding. That's actually a good question. Is Terry McLaurin the best receiver in the NFC East? Wow, he is. Oh, we're gonna be doing our what all NFC's team in what like two months or so, a couple months here. Um. Yeah. Well, okay. So anyway, um, okay, fine. Terry McLaurin. So our top five receivers in the NFC, this is the NFC East mixtape to be very clear. We've got Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, um, Debo Samuel. Um, who, who do we just throw in? I forgot one. Terry McLaurin and, <laughs> Mike, oh, and, and Mike Evans. Like you could put Chris Godwin in there over Terry McLaurin sure. if you really wanted to. But so, okay. No receivers on the Cowboys are a top five within the conference. Um, Tyron Smith is a top five left tackle in the NFC. It's so hard to like. Yeah, but he like is injuries. Like, he, I know, but he is. He is. I guess. Why is it okay? okay. Something's Zach like Martin outside. Okay, great. Are you okay? Are you alive? I'm fine, but like <laughs> some weird noise going on. Anyway, I mean, okay. So Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, right? Those two were were willing to concede totally easily, right? Definitely Zach Martin. I Tyron the health thing. Tyron is kinda... a dude. Tyron is a top five tackle in the NFL. He's a top five tackle in the NFC. In the like NFL. Yes. Again, I understand that he has injury concerns, but he is a top five tackle. Okay. Micah Parsons, obviously. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs. I don't know if Diggs is. Name five corners in the NFC that are better than Trayvon Diggs so that people can laugh at you. Do it. Hmm. I was thinking league wide. And then. <laughs> Good job understanding the, the, uh, the exercise. Uh, you would agree with me, probably not league wide, right? I don't know. I mean, I'd have to flesh it out. Um, who are the like Jair Alexander, Jair, okay. Jair, uh, definitely we'll put him in the top five. Who are the other good? I feel like there's so much volatility at corner. You don't really get guys like year in and year out being amazing. Like who are who's why why, why can't I think of anyone? Like who is that guy? Because you're hating. That's what's happening. Well, who would it be? Who who else? 
I don't. I'm telling you, I think Trayvon is, is a top five corner in the NFC. I don't. I can even name a, someone else who I think would be in that group. Like again, just consistent year to year. So you concede that Trayvon, great, I guess, is, but uh, by default, Demarcus Lawrence. That's the yeah. only other one I'm going to argue for. Name five yeah. edge rushers in the conference that are better. Hassan Reddick. <laughs> that's the first who, one you come up with. That's, who, the, who, the, that's the first name. How many players with. have more sacks than Hassan Reddick the past okay. two seasons? Name, but or, name, name, like I would love for you to come up with five names. Just I, I'm fine with, with whatever you want order you want to come up with them in. Uh, it, Darius I, Smith, Hassan who's coming Reddick. off missing literally the entire year. But okay. Um, Chandler Jones went to the AFC. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Khalil Mack went to the AFC. Khalil Mack's in the AFC. Uh, it's tough. Yeah. Um, but like, it doesn't mean I'm wrong. or <laughs> It just means I'm, I don't have the information right now. Okay, so we, we agree. The Dallas Cowboys, who are top five at their position in the NFC, throughout the entire NFC, quarterback Dak Prescott, we've got um, – Oh, I want to come makes back it more him. embarrassing that you guys can't win anything, by the I way. I know. Tyron, Zach, Micah, Diggs, and Lawrence. That's six. I don't think this exercise will be difficult, but just so that nobody says we didn't touch it, can you name five running backs on the NFC that are better than Zeke Elliott? Or would you like me to? Because I think I would prefer to, to take this. Uh, you can do it. Okay. Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. That's three. Um, Tony Pollard. <laughs> um, I mean, Cam Akers, when healthy, is, is looks looks better. I mean, I know you had the fumble that was awful, but James Conner looked really good last year. Um, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, I would still take. I mean, I, no, no. I mean, he's not top five, though. That's the problem. I mean, it's just it sucks. It is what it is. Good thing they didn't pay him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, is Mike McCarthy a top five coach? In no. The NFC? Come on. Name five that are better. Okay. Uh, Nick Sirianni, uh, Ron Rivera. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I hate every coach, so this is tough. There are no top five coaches in my top five. It's there's nobody because I wouldn't put Sean McVay up there because he's a coward and he's. Oh my gosh, Brandon is um, in a bad mood today. If anybody couldn't tell, there's no there's no coaches in my top five. That's how I feel about it. Okay, so we agree that there are six Cowboys Matt that LaFleur, are top five positions. Bruce Arians. I know you hate Bruce, but you are not going to yeah put him sure in the top fine. Five. I'm with you on that. Um, on that, um, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, and Pete Carroll. Uh, do we do we still believe Pete Carroll's like? I mean, based on like accomplishment, I guess he is. But do we feel like going into this season, he's a top five head coach? No, I don't. That's a good yeah. point. Um, maybe he's number five. It's possible he's number five. I mean, like mm-hmm. again, if you go in whatever order you want, Matt Lafleur, Bruce Arians, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, it's very possible that Mike McCarthy's the next best you, head coach. You're not going to put NFC. your boy Matt Eberflus in uh, the top five. He's a rookie right now, dude. That's all. You know, we yeah, got to well, take time. Yeah, to slow burn. I mean. Projection. Um. Yeah, I'm looking at the teams. Uh, Dan Campbell, obviously, better. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Not a lot of okay. great coaches here. Let's move on to the Philadelphia Eagles. You want to start on offense? Jason Kelsey, that's it. Devontae Smith. 
Devonta is not in. He's he not, would be, he might not even be a top ten receiver in the who NFC. Wanted to be a part of a volume passing offense or could handle that. Uh, by the way, kind of feel like I was pretty good about calling my shot on that. I'm like, I don't know what receivers the Eagles are going to want or be interested in or are going to want to come here when they're going to play in an offense that doesn't target them a ton. So yeah. that's kind of Also, like being an Eagle sucks. And like, there's also those factors as well, right? now. So uh, I would say Devontae, but no. like, you can't, not, that would not be wrong. That would be a lie. That would literally be incorrect. It's right in the sense of it should be. If again, the offense was run the, the way it should be run and a normal passing offense, but it's not. So unfortunately he's being held back. Uh, but, uh, so Kelsey, I think Jordan Mylotta has a case to be maybe not yet, but like after this season, yeah, this isn't, a a, a yet exercise. This is a today. I mean, exercise. I think you could, that we spent a lot of time like coming PFF's up with third best offensive tackle or whatever. Last yeah. Year. Well, Connor Williams was like their now. seventh best guard. Do you buy okay. that? I mean, uh, I mean, I want to double check that to make sure that's true, but, uh, I'll no. check it right now. I mean, and I'll tell you where their tackles were too, because Tyron's up there as well. Um, I'm checking this while. So any any other Eagles offensive player besides Jason? Dallas Goddard, tight end. I think you have a case for that. Um, so hold up. PFF's tackles from last year. Tyron number two. Ugh, embarrassing for BLG. Uh, Jordan Mailata number three. Lane Johnson number 10. Um, so, you know, hey. But uh, Lyle Collins was number 15. Good thing he's back. Um for what it's worth, when it comes to guards, just to prove my point, because that's what's important here. Zach Martin was number two. Um, I was a little bit off. Connor Williams was number 11. But again, I don't think anybody would have told you that, like off the way it felt. So, um, Dallas Goddard. Okay, can yeah. I name five tight ends in the NFC East that are better? Uh, Dalton Schultz. Or NFC. Uh, Dalton Schultz. Um, that's not true. Come on. George Kittle. George Kittle leads the way, obviously. Um, Kyle Pitts. Okay. That's kind of it. Gronk, if he comes back. Right, Gronk, if he uh, comes back. He's currently a free agent, so. Dalton Schultz and um, and wherever Jared Cook winds up, because he's going to wind up in the NFC. He's a better tight end than Dallas Goddard. Come on. Yeah, it's a joke. Dallas Goddard, congratulations. Okay, so you've got two Eagles on offense on defense. Make your case. Um, Hassan Reddick, I think you could argue. Right. Uh, among edge rushers. Uh, I would not say, I mean, Hargrave has top five defensive tackle interior defender ability, like at his very best when he's flashed, but I feel like there's kind of been some issues in terms of him. Like he started off strong, really strong last year at six sacks in his first five games. Like he was going to be like all pro at that pace. And then it kind of just tapered off. He kind of got banged up. Uh, it was kind of like the reverse situation in 2020 where he started off really slow and started to come on strong. So we've kind of yet to see that full on season but like when he's at his peak he's certainly a top five caliber player uh fletcher cox definitely not in there anymore so i have a question about this by the way um as i write my article in the background so the eagles cut fletcher cox like yeah. a week ago right that's the process that happened and so the didn't they designate one. him didn't they designate him as a post june first cut when they cut him and so then they re-signed him yes so is that allowed <laughs> like can they i mean yeah that feels like a a way to cheat things. I mean, why? Because like they're gonna bring him back, so like they shouldn't be able to designate him a post June first cut. Like it's clearly done for the purposes of like pushing salary cap space yeah. into the future. That's, but why does why can't I mean, you do that? 
that seems unfair. That's, I mean, he that's was a, a free agent. He could have left. Like he, he could have if he. There were. But why not do that? Why not do that? I mean, like at the very least, I'm upset that no other teams seem to. Ex- I can't think of another example where a team has done this. Can you? The Fletcher Cox contract, uh, or the way his contract is structured, or was kind of restructured originally, literally took Jason Fitzgerald from over the cap, like a 25 minute explainer video to explain. So like. I can't explain it here succinctly to you or anyone. Um, and even the new deal that he re-signed with the team, which is like 14 million or whatever. Like, I don't know exactly how that works fully in terms of the layout. So there's a lot of it stuff with the Cox contract here. That's just basically pretty complicated. And uh, it's the, the gist of it to me is that it's super dumb that the Eagles didn't trade him last off season when like there, there was arguments being made to do that. Like Jimmy Kemsky wrote an article, my co-host on BGN radio. Uh, I had been saying, I think dating back to like right after the 2020 season ended and I was doing my annual off season uh, position review series. And I wrote like, Hey, a Fletcher Cox trade is probably something the team should consider uh, because, and maybe not at the time during last off season right away. Um, uh, but like, I was like, they, it's, they should probably like trade him ahead of, the 2021 trade deadline see how the season goes and then sell him off um which they, they should have done and they they still kind of tried to do but the problem was they restructured his deal where it made it like way harder to do that so uh a long long-winded way of saying the eagles are way too loyal to their players sometimes howie roseman has literally admitted as much he gets too sentimental about the eagles own players and they had an opportunity to cut or not sorry I had an opportunity to trade Fletcher Cox probably for like a day two pick at worst, maybe a second round pick even. And they didn't, and they brought him back and in part because they couldn't get anything. And now he's back again. And he's still like, he's not, he's not a bad player clearly. And the Eagles are worse off without him. But uh, you could argue that they could use the 14 million that they paid to him just now and have spent it in a better way. So uh, that's where the Fletcher Cox thing stands. Or how are you doing with the article? Uh, I'm almost done. So that was really helpful, actually. Uh, great job by you. Um, it's a real talent on my end to listen and, you know, digest what you were saying. You're not while listening also to what I'm saying. I listened to everything you were saying. But again, you I heard can it. you, you like my it. question that you launched into this like whole like explanation on was, can you think of another player on any team that got cut and designated a post June 1st cut and then got brought back by the team like a day later? No, but usually that's because the team doesn't want the player anymore. But that feels like circumventing the system. And, and it's I'm How? not saying it's illegal because they get to save money on him this year. Like, and so him. like all and, I'm saying is more team teams, more him. teams should do that. I know. I know. Again, I understand the legality of it. I understand Fletcher that Cox like, could have been like, you cut me. I don't want to be here anymore. I, but I mean, again, it's a unique thing that maybe you kind of work out with like, you know, your Fletcher Cox's and Larry Fitzgerald's and like players like that that don't want to play for another team. So like, and I'm not saying it's an incredibly common occurrence, but like, can you think of a time where this happened? I cannot. No, that's the answer to the question. I can't. In, in, one, in one weird way, I applaud the Eagles for fine. That's a really creative way to create salary cap space for this season. It does well, obviously create a bit of a problem for the future, but you mm-hmm. deal with it then. The salary cap will grow. Like, who cares? Like, that's smart. That's a good front office. There you go, Howie Roseman. You hate on him. You're kind of doing the Chris Ballard thing, though, of like, well, you made this mess and now you're cleaning it up. So you're great. You're a genius. This is amazing. We should celebrate this. So it's like, no, you probably shouldn't have just made the, the mess in the first place and done what people were saying you should have done, uh, except that you didn't because you got too sentimental or you had your own ideas that you went against what seemed a little bit more obvious or at least should have been done. 
and uh, and now you're paying with the price for it. And now maybe you're doing a decent job at navigating through the mess you made, but like you made the mess, so you don't get like a gold star for that. The article's done. Shout out to me. Okay, so Fletcher Cox not on the list. Uh, Hassan Reddick, fine. Any Darius Slay? Yeah, you can put him up. Even as a no way, dude. You were like, Trayvon Diggs is not on the on, in the top five, and now here you are, like, not even batting an eye at Darius Slay. The nerve. The nerve who, you have. Well, who, again, who else are you going to put? Trayvon Diggs, J.R. Alexander. Um, <laughs> Darius Slay. Um, Can't put Patrick Peterson there anymore. Who like. would? Dude, by the way, Patrick, I don't know if you saw this. Pat, like, the Cowboys have become everything comes back to the Cowboys, but the Cowboys have become this team that like people only use as leverage, right? Like, yeah. oh, I'm interested in the Cowboys. Patrick Peterson was on NFL Network last week, asked about teams he's interested in. I she was like, too. oh, the Chiefs, the Cowboys. Like, wow, Patrick, I wonder what you're trying to do here, bud. Um, he's a great golfer. Love Patrick Peterson, but yeah, I'm I'm good. Um, Carlton Davis. Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on that either way. Uh, Does anyone? Dory so, Jackson. Hey, we were uh, high on him. <laughs> No, I don't I mean, think like top five high on him. Um, yeah, I mean it was a joke, but okay, fine. Darius Slay. So that gives us Jason Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, Hassan Reddick, and Darius Slay. Four Eagles, right? Yeah. No, not as many as the Cowboys. Sad. Um, okay. Uh the New York Giants, are we ready for this? This is gonna be fun. <laughs> um mm, no one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, who uh, who comes closest? Um, I can't. Blake Martinez, maybe. <laughs> I I guess. I mean, I can't think of anyone like there's Dory nobody. Jackson. Who comes closest? Dory Jackson, Kenny Galladay, in theory, but not actually reality because he's coming off a pretty bad year. Zero touchdowns combined for Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony last year for the New York Giants, and is Dory Jackson too. That's true. Um, Maybe he had a big that I'm wrong. I don't know. I mean, how many players – this is a different exercise that we're not prepared for, but how many of their players would be in the bottom five at their position in the NFC? Is Saquon? Uh, Daniel Jones. Is Sa- oh, Daniel Jones for sure. Maybe Kenny Galladay. Is Saquon in the bottom five? So the, the question I mean, here is – You're talking about like name, starters. Yeah, can like we name 11 running backs. backs better? Okay, so like just yes or no. I'm, I'm going to rip through these. Yes or no, would you take the following running backs over Saquon? Yes or no? Zeke. Yes. I would take Zeke over Saquon. Okay. Um, I don't know who you prefer in Philadelphia. Miles Sanders. Yes. Yeah. Antonio Gibson. Yes. Aaron Jones. Dalvin Cook. Yes. David Montgomery. Yes. Yeah. Right? DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Uh, Leonard Fournette. Yes, definitely. Okay. Alvin Kamara, obviously. Yes. Uh, Mike Smith in... Atlanta, I mean... I can't tell you. I've seen Mike Smith like play a ton, honestly. <laughs> I can't okay, tell you much so about him. Atlanta's kind of a question mark. Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cam Akers or Daryl Henderson. Either one. Sure. James Conner. Yeah, I guess. Pick a Niner. Like the flavor of the week, you know, that Kyle uh, Shanahan's on with. The rookie they had. What was his name? I forget. Um. Um. This, he was like a six-round rookie. I, I know. forget his name. That guy. But that's the point. <laughs> Hang on. I uh, Elijah Mitchell. Thank you. Yeah, Elijah, yeah, yeah. I say thank you, but I did it. Elijah Mitchell, you would take. And then again, pick your flavor Seahawk. Like whichever Seahawk it's going to be. Pick one. Rashad Penny. Answers, Rashad Penny. Fine. So do you know how many we said no to? None. And, well, the Falcons came to close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay. then, Mike Smith. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so yeah, Saquon is bottom five. He might be bottom five in the NFL, honestly, among starters. Maybe. But I think part of it too is it's tough to separate him from, you know, the contract, from the pick. Sure. It's part of but, it. But but those are all real things. Thank you, Bear. Um, okay, so no Giants make the top five uh, at any of their positions in the NFC. Um, who has the best chance to get there? You're not um, yet game. I would say maybe Andrew Thomas at one point in his career. I mean, that's tough. Top five tackles. It's a pretty tough spot, but I think I'm just saying in terms of like who is one of the Giants' most young and actually promising players, I think you'd have to point to him. Um, I think Kenny Gallagher, like one of the receivers. Like Tony, maybe Kadarius Tony. could have like a big bounce back season yeah. randomly. Um, Tony, I think Tony could in theory – because he showed like top end talent, he was very brief last year, but he showed like he might have that in them. I don't uh, in him. I don't know if we'll be able to channel that, but yeah. Okay, so um, my, my like bear, it's all good, bud. It's all good. We're gonna talk about the Andrew Luck rumor in a minute. It was hilarious. Um, my most likely to get there again, not that it's likely. I think it's Daniel Jones. Like I, I, I think the most top like, five in the NFL in the NFC. That's the game oh, you've forgotten it several times. This. <laughs> yeah. Um, some of the NFC is still insane. I mean, it's not insane given the current landscape, but that's what I'm saying. Like the current landscape and the fact that we agree there are, there are traits to work with. Like this is, there's material for Brian Dable to work with that, right? Like we agree with that. And I, Josh Allen is evidence of Brian Dable's ability to elevate somebody that everybody wrote off. Everybody thought Josh Allen was the worst, you know, quarterback taken in 2018. Ha ha. Bill's got the last laugh, whatever. Like again, I'm admitting and fully acknowledging this is a long shot, but that's the most likely thing. Their most likely thing is a long shot. I think that's no, it's not even true. It can't happen. Um, Oh, we have news from the Dallas Cowboys before we get to the commanders. Are you ready? Who cares? Yeah. Um, this, this is big. The Dallas Cowboys BLG, according to NFL network are re-signing punter Brian Anger. I thought he wasn't going to be back. I, I saw some stuff like the the Cowboys weren't going to re-sign him. Um, I mean, that was the report. The Dallas Morning News reported that a few weeks ago that they were probably going to lose him. But maybe the market wasn't what he thought it would be, so he returned. He was a pro bowler. Yeah, the Eagles. I mean, I just wrote an article. Wow, for your dear worth $9 million, like you said. Um, I wrote an article about remaining credence the Eagles can sign, and I had Brian Inger on there. And devastating now that they can't get him. And also, I think a really someone made this joke on Twitter recently. Um, Jimmy Kemsky, I think, believe retweeted them or responded to them. Whatever, I saw it through him somehow. And they pointed out that uh, an Eagles jersey with the last name Anger on the back would be really good in terms of like summing up like a Philly fan uh, do you, experience. Do you know? I ask you seriously. Um, the punters are people two line that was coined by Rich Eisen happened when Brian Anger was drafted by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. No. I do remember uh, who did they? I remember like they notably took him over someone. Who was it? The Jaguars? I don't remember. I think it, it was, was like 2012. Him, and then it was like the next pick was like someone amazing. <laughs> um, okay. Um, wow. Um, do we want to move on to the commanders? Do you want to talk about the Andrew Luck thing? Did, did you see what this? Do you know Andrew what I'm talking Luck? about? Well, I mean, we have to finish the commanders thing, I guess. Oh, Terry McLaurin, obviously. I think you could put him there. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, Terry McLaurin, we already put him Carson on there. Wentz, obviously. <laughs> uh, uh, Brandon no. Scherf, I think, would have been on the list. Scherf would have been in there, but um, he is not on the team. Chase anymore. Young. Chase Young. I get, like, yeah. He wasn't that so, like, great. You could, you could put their whole, like, D line up there, like, honestly. I guess. 
pain right and, uh, jonathan allen before pain uh, both of jonathan them. allen definitely in the mix any other linebackers no um secondary not really uh probably not yeah i mean <laughs> um tough times in washington McLaurin. okay so they got on the board though at least with terry mclaurin they did the giants did not um okay you ready for the carson wentz thing you mean the andrew luck thing or oh, andrew luck thing it's been a weird episode sometimes we actually got questions why we We're record delete this episode no <laughs> we got questions um why we record on at this time because like you and i love to complain about how like weird things happen like after we record it's kind of the only time that we have that like you know we both everybody has schedules everybody has stuff going on um so this is the the time that we have to make work so um russell wilson was the player that was picked five picks after uh brian inger nice but the Eagles almost drafted him oh oh dude by the way i i got I, I so first of all first of all uh oh yeah i but shout out to the nfc east mixtape audience my mentions were filled with the new catchphrase from people <laughs> i got this i got this you know brandon um <laughs> it's it's just i sit back and i think it's it's been 10 years since i was drafted and you know it was it was such a privilege to to get that call and, and to be welcomed in, into the national football league i mean you know i've been i've been dreaming about this i mean i was playing in playing in the backyard drawing up plays and you know to do that with 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 great players you know great great players like percy harvin and and, and jimmy graham and, and jermaine curse and doug baldwin and golden tate we don't talk about that but and <laughs> and, and you know dk metcalf tyler lockett you know the, the legion of boom i mean I've, I've been around some hall of famers and and i'd like to be in there one day and and so th this is just this is a part of my journey and um you know we'll look back on this and and i'm here to win you know that's that's the only thing i know how to do you know is, is win the, the losses are were you know those didn't exist in my mind um <laughs> i'd say that but okay and so you know broncos country let's ride like dude what that is the lamest like, it is so long it's so many syllables I, it's, broncos it's, country let's ride broncos your... country let's ride that's six syllables that's too many and Go like Hawks, the the in in Coes, like the Broncos, like it's like a it like breaks my back every time. You know what I mean? It's just and then like the let's ride. By the way, the commanders had tweeted out let's ride with like a movie poster sort of thing. I think we have a a, wow. a, a feud that's brewing here, you know? I mean, what else could he say? Should he just do let's ride? I, I'm weird. telling you, it should have been go crush. It should like the orange crush. That would have been a play at the like Broncos fandom. You know what I mean? I like, think, do Broncos fans use that at all? Though I don't think they use that. I mean, oh, oh, dude, what if he had gone like like no words, but like a neigh of a horse, like <laughs> you know? Yeah, that would be totally. <laughs> that, that would have been cool. Um, Imagine like going to a Russell Wilson press conference, not knowing like he's gonna do that, and like you're just, you know you're like you're you're asking him a question, he ends his press conference, and he just does that, and you're like, what the hell is going on? The thing that I am thinking about is like when you're imagining is like he probably how, how many things do you think he has signed with go hawks and he's like how many and how many times do you think Everything. he's he's right and he's been asked like hey can you put go hawks go he probably charges more to put go hawks whatever broncos country is a lot of words or broncos country let's ride like that is so much to write out it's gonna hurt he your wrist it. he would put like bc lr oh it's such a great point but like with a semicolon like bc semicolon lr maybe yeah wow 
you know, it's just, it's, you know, this, this is a story. Dude, I, and I can't believe that I, I didn't foresee him calling out the, the, the dual sport thing with John. Oh, yeah. Like that was so yeah, obvious in hindsight. Oh man. You know, I can't it, believe he's not in the NFC East. It's such a crime. In terms <laughs> of, like the content of the podcast. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, anyway, Speaking of, the two, speaking of the 2012 NFL draft, Andrew Luck, obviously the number one overall pick, the Commanders, there was a report from Sports Illustrated, they reportedly, BLG, called Andrew Luck. Mm, about, go for him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your thoughts? Not great. Um, I mean, why not? But where, where was he at that we saw him like recently? Was it the Super Bowl or something? No, it was the, um, the national championship. Okay. Yeah. Any... He didn't look ready to play, I would say. He looks like pretty like skinny and scrawny. Um, so worth a call. Can't hurt. He's a free agent, right? Or I mean, how would that work? I guess the Colts do the Colts technically still own his rights? I don't know. I guess I mean it would like I always thought it was so strange how um like Marshawn Lynch came out of retirement and like the Seahawks just let the Raiders have him. You know what I'm saying? And even last oh, year like Gronk. In the, or, or Gronk, the, the Bucks, or yeah. some, some like the one I really didn't understand was last year when Aaron Rodgers was like, "I will only come back if Randall Cobb is here." Like, if you're the Texans, how are you not like three first round picks for Randall? You know what I mean? Like, how? I like I don't understand how that doesn't happen. Well, I mean, there are relationships here. You know, you have to kind of, in theory, maintain to do deals with other teams. I don't think the, uh, you know, and if that was the Texans' real asking price, then <laughs> Packers would be like, "Well, no, we're not doing that." Um, I do want to say something. Um since the Andrew Luck thing is over. <laughs> um, the deal for Brian Anger, it is a three-year deal worth $9 million. I said that already. Well, I didn't listen. Again, yeah, it's been a weird said. episode. Um, so I just now understood that. And look, I'm happy that the Cowboys are going to have a good player back. All right, Brian Anger is a good punter, but wow. that is not the place to spend money. You know, like, why are you spending $3 right. million a year well, on your we, punter? We can't keep Amari Cooper, but uh, here, here you go, Brian Anger. <laughs> And here I you mean, go, Randy Gregory. Like, hey, Randy Gregory, we can't like guarantee you or whatever. We can't, you know, we just can't fully seal the deal here. But Brian Anger, come on back. Um, it's a tweet from Marcus Mosier, who uh, hosts the Lockdown Cowboys podcast. Uh, great guy. I, I mean, this just contextualizes where we're at. The Cowboys are paying their running back and their punter $20 million. This Is season. that good? Is that a good thing? <laughs> do good teams do that? I just... Why? why like... I'm a good person, you know, like, and I'm, yeah, I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to exercise more, trying to eat better. You know, right before we came in here, I had a pork chop that we made in the Ninja with a sweet potato and some Brussels sprouts. Look at me, you know, I don't like Brussels sprouts. We talked about this. I know, but these are really good. I, I know we talked about, it, I had to bring them up again. They're fine um, at best. Wow. Okay. Do we have anything else before we get out of here? So I can write the Brian Anger article. Any, anything? You want to get off your chest. Brandon is on Twitter. Brandon got in this episode sucked because of him, not because of me. So it was a bad show. We shouldn't release this, but to anyone who listened to this and still wants to listen to our podcast moving forward, uh, I appreciate you. The one person who probably falls into that category. Our single Look, listener. Oh, uh, last thing. Who's your favorite contestant on Survivor? Two episodes in uh you know it's kind of funny he actually kind of i feel like he kind of reminds me of you but that's not why i like him to be clear uh is you know Pete, you say that i am the subject of every episode of the podcast i just want to say that so. uh not true. <laughs> uh is the uh omar omar 
the uh, the uh, the Muslim man who on the orange the bird shirt. Yeah, right, exactly. right, right. Oh, the the bird shirt. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's kind of cool so far. Uh, good vibe. I like his relationship. His little bromance with uh, Jonathan, who my mom likes to say uh, reminds her of Jason Kelsey. Shout out, mom. So me um, and Jason Kelsey were pals, apparently through through the prism of the Gautens, at least. I mean, I don't think they think. I don't know how. They no, feel but about you him. you're a Gauten yourself. That's what I'm saying. So like yeah, consolidating all the Gautens, like Jason Kelsey and I are both are buds. Okay. Uh, I guess that's your takeaway. Uh, who do you like? I like Jenny from the Green Tribe, the one who spearheaded the the puzzle at the beginning. Oh yes, you know what I'm yeah. About? Yep. I like her a lot. Um, I like the Orange Tribe in general. Like I like their vibe. Like they're super like accommodating to one another. Uh, they're super in you know peaceful and and like it's a real familial vibe. I I generally don't like tribes. Like I'm generally like just merge. You know, get to the single portion of this game, single player portion. Um, but I like this tribe. You know what I'm saying? Um, so um i don't really like the blue tribe that much like they just i you know didn't, didn't feel right to me um so yeah yeah i like hey. high too i became as high is awesome that's like, a great yeah. great pick great 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 pick um okay ready to rock good season so far i would say if you haven't tuned in already catch up and uh give it a try survivor 42 baby and you know they dropped the four and and kept the one and uh this is russell wilson on survivor <laughs> Dude, Russell would be the like craziest Survivor host of all time, you know. It, it, but but nobody can beat Probst. Probst has the the best one liners, but there is no one liner like Broncos country. That's right. And, like, dude, like, just I'm so sick of it. All right, Brandon, get us out of here. You have four thousand words to um to make this good, so um don't mess it up. Go to bleedingyournation.com. And then refresh the page one million times every single day. Thank you.